0: You are listening to audio from New Life Foursquare. For more information about our church, you can visit us online at newlifefoursquare.org. It's good to see all of you today. Uh, Like uh, Ken announced this morning, a lot of our people are probably taking time off during this holiday season. I mean, this uh, long holiday weekend. And so they assigned me these services because they know that there's not a lot of people here. So... (laughs) I'm here today to do that, exactly. Let me begin my message this morning with a story of a very special man who has become a source of inspiration to thousands and I would attempt even millions around the world. His name is Nick Vujicek. He was, what happened? He was born uh, with with what anyone would consider profound limitations on his life. He is Australian. (laughs) Wait a minute, I'm not finished. That is not his limitation. His limitation is that he was born without arms and without legs. Now, if anyone has every, if anyone has any justifiable reason to define, to define themselves by their limitations, Nick has a very valid reason. If anyone has ever had a justifiable reason to live totally in de- dependent on others, Nick has a very valid reason. But he refused to be defined by what he does not have and instead he chose to define himself in a different way. At age 17 he started his own nonprofit. Corporation organization and today he travels the world over speaking to people about how to overcome limitations. He's written several best-selling books. He's also married and the father of two beautiful kids. Some of you must have seen him on television on, on Channel 40 or on TBN or on Daystar or on 700 Club and some of you may have been to a service at The Rock recently where he was a guest there. Now, he does not have legs but he does have a foot attached to his torso right here. That's all he has. And this enables him to operate a wheelchair and also use a computer and make coffee among other things. Now may I suggest that every time you're tempted to make excuses for yourself or tell yourself how what you don't have is holding you back, remember Nick, all right? Because he shows us what it means to live a life beyond our limitations. Now everyone here this morning, also has reason to say I have limitations holding me back. There's something I'm not that prevents me from being who I want to be and doing what I want to do. We can point in several different directions. I don't have the financial resources I need or I don't have the education I need or I don't have the outside support I need on and on and on and on. We can also point in our direction by saying I'm not smart enough or I'm not young enough or I'm not old enough, I'm not talented enough on and on and on. Now we all know an elephant can pick up a ton with with his trunk. He is one of the most powerful animals we have and yet if you go to a circus you'll see this massive animal tied to a little stake in the ground and he will stay there. He'll not move. He has the potential to go anywhere he wants to go and nobody can stop him but instead he simply looks around and possibly thinks how it would be so different if the rope was not tied down. You see the elephant's problem is mental, it is not physical limitation. When he was very, very young he was tied to a stake that was driven deep in the ground. This was before he got his strength. He tried to pull and struggle as a youngster and just could not get away. And one day he accepted the fact that he was not going away and from then on he decided that when he is tied to the stake he was stuck. The elephant has allowed the limitations which has been placed upon him to keep him from becoming what he could possibly be it does not cross his elephant mind that he is not the same elephant that he was years earlier with much without much strength nor does he recognize that the stake is not nearly as strong as it once was, therefore he could easily without much effort pull the stake and go about whatever he wants to do. And many times we don't put the limitations in our lives somebody else put them on us and we just accept them you can't do it you won't do it you will never amount to anything you are just like your deadbeat dad you can't be anything without me you owe me this you'll never graduate you can't leave and before we know it we allow the pronouns to change just like the elephant I can't do it. I won't do it. I'll never amount to anything. I can't do anything right. I'm just like my deadbeat father. I owe this, them this. I can't graduate. I can't leave and on and on and on and on. And sometimes we tend to be more focused on our limitations more than our potential. That's because Limitations are intimidating to deal with. They cast a giant shadow. And when we are facing the limitations of the situation or the limitations of who you are, sometimes it's all but impossible to see anything but that. However, the God we serve invites us to live a life beyond our limits. You often hear preachers and teachers and speakers use this phrase, life without limits. It's a common phrase. I've used it several times in my sermons and my teachings. In fact, life without limits is the name of one of Nick's best-selling books. The idea of life without limits captures our imagination, but this morning I want to tweak that phrase just a little bit so that we can look at the obstacles we face from a different angle, from a different perspective. So this morning, I want you to see that if you want to live a life without limits, you must first learn to live beyond life, beyond your limitations. The limitations of our lives are real, okay? And they don't go away. They will always be there. look, folks, this is not pretending that obstacles and problems, they don't exist, because they do. Okay? Limitations, you know, don't exist. That's not what it is. But I want you to see that today, you don't have to be limited by your limitations. You can live beyond those. So in our text today, the Prophet Eger spoke of the wisdom of four tiny creatures. The ant, the locust, the hyrax, and the lizard. Now he said that these four creatures are exceedingly small and they're also exceedingly wise. His reason for saying that is that they are wise because each of these little creatures in spite of their inherent limitation are able to thrive in life. So let's look at these verses in Proverbs chapter 30, 24 to 28. You don't have notes this morning. I I purposely don't want you to have it because I want you to look here and listen to me. Okay, is that all right? If you want to write it down, go ahead. Proverbs 30, 24, 28. It says, four things on earth are small yet they are extremely wise. Ants are creatures of little strength, yet they store up their food in the summer. Hyraxes are creatures of little power, yet they make their home in the crags. Locusts have no king, yet they advance together in ranks. A lizard can be caught with a hand, yet it is found in king's palaces. Now you see how he structured each of these verses? In each case he states the limitation and then he says in effect, in spite of the limitation this is what the little creature is able to do. The ant? Ah, very tiny, very small, and yet that's, that's the The problem is that he's limited because he's small, but ants are creatures that store up their food in the summer. Hyraxes, why are they little power at all? They're little, and yet they make their homes up in the rocky crags. Locusts have no king, and yet they're no leader, in other words, and yet they advance together in unity, in unison, in ranks. A lizard can be caught with a hand, and yet you can find them in palaces. I'll never forget the time when we brought... Ken, our son. I think he was still, was he a junior high? I don't know. Anyway we brought him to the Philippines in Davao where we live and he was ready to go to bed at night and as he was lying there, he was looking up at the ceiling and all of a sudden, mom, dad! We jumped up and he said, what's going on? There's a lizard! Well, I tell you what, lizards, lizards, it says here, look, you can catch them by the hand, but they can live anywhere they want to live. (coughs) It is not that the limitations do not exist, it is that the creature has learned to live beyond those limitations. Now, God wants you and me to be able to do the same thing. We have all kinds of limitations, all kinds of shapes and forms of limitations, but we don't have to be defined by them. Are you there? We can, as a matter of fact, live beyond them to experience success and fulfillment and victory in spite of whatever limitation might seem to stand in the way. Allow me today to talk to you about three steps involved in living beyond these limitations. One, acknowledge that your limitations exist, and then you put an asterisk after that. You know, often when you're reading something, for example, an author will make a statement in the text, and then it is marked with an asterisk and the purpose of the asterisk is to give the author or the writer a chance to explain to clarify to amplify you know what that particular statement really means or this particular word means so they would put an asterisk on that and then explain it more right so that you can understand what he's talking about so in your life your limitations the limitations you have comes with an asterisk okay A footnote, and the footnote is, these limitations are not the complete definition of who I am. and I don't have to let them hold me back from doing what God has purposed and planned and called me to do. Yes, we have limitations. We all have them. And it serves you well to know what they are what your particular limitations are because you will never overcome an obstacle that you cannot and do not recognize or acknowledge. So in Nick Vujicic's case, his limitations are obvious. You can see that he has got no arms, he's got no legs, but maybe in your case, your limitations are not so obvious and not so pronounced but you need to know what they are. There's this man who owns a business. He says that when he interviews a, uh, somebody for a job, he asks a very simple question. He'd say, what is your big, biggest weakness? And he says that most of the time, the candidate's answer comes in the form of a highly, a rather thinly veiled self-praise. Self well, you know, my, 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 my biggest weakness is that I demand too much from myself. Or, my biggest weakness is that I cannot be satisfied with anything less than a job well done. Or my biggest weakness is that I tend to put work before everything else," and on and on and on. Of course, this business owner can see right through their answers, but he says every now and again a candidate for a job opening in his company will have the courage and the self-awareness to say, my biggest weakness is that I tend to overextend myself and it puts me behind schedule. Or, my biggest biggest weakness is that I can get bogged down in the middle of a project and I lose my focus. Or, my biggest weakness is that I tend to talk too much. And on and on and on. And the business owner says that whenever he gets such an answer from a candidate, what he does is he puts him on the short list to be hired his reasoning is that if you are aware of a problem you can deal with it but the guy or gal who thinks his or her biggest weakness is that he or she works too hard is just kidding himself or herself there's not much you can do to help him or her get better and I like what think tank founder Tom Hayes said nothing limits you like not knowing your limitations. You've got to know your limitations so that you can learn how to work around your limitations. The ant, for example, you know, I don't know about you, but ants are fascinating creatures, aren't they? We we tend to see them as nuisance, man. You never hear anyone say, oh, Ants, how great, they're all over the house, this is wonderful. (laughs) Honey, look at all the ants we've got here. Isn't this great? You know my wife's reaction? Ants! Ants! And I would run and say, what's going on? Ants, were Right right there on the counter. Right there, right there. Then then there's one lonely black ant crawling out of the fruit bowl. This minding his business, walking across this our 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 countertop, and then I say, "Take care of it." Oh no, no. He wants me to terminate the little thing. (laughs) She wants me to do it myself, and so I do it, and I snuff the life of this poor little thing, without even a second thought. Now imagine if a fly happens to wander in our living room or in a kitchen area. Whoo! Call the cavalry. da 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 let us do this right away now. Fleisch water, Where is it? Some of you are laughing because that's what exactly what you do, right? Now I am not recommending that you give ants free rein in your kitchen or your home but next time you see one I encourage you to think of how brilliant these little creatures are. Did you know that an ant can carry over about 50 times their body weight in their jaws and they create colonies that can spread for thousands of miles. There's an evidence that ants have been using farming techniques longer than we humans. I read it if you take the whole total weight of the all humans on earth and the total weight of all the ants on earth, the ants would weigh more. There are 1.5 million ants for every creature Human being on planet Earth, and most of them live on 19512 Corby Avenue in Cerritos. (laughs) Have you seen the movie, Honey? I Shrunk the Kids? The plot is in the title. The kids get shrunk by their eccentric scientist's dad, and they were reduced to the size of a Tiny little creatures. And so they have this crazy adventure in their backyard as they tried, they attempted to navigate their way back to the house. And in the course of their adventure, they make friends with an ant. Uh, it's just a silly Disney movie. The storyline shows us that even the life of one insignificant ant can have meaning. You see, an ant knows that it is small, so it does not go through life pretending it is an elephant or a tiger or a leopard, right? And a hyrax, uh, other translations, by the way, have used the the word badger for hyrax, or rock badger, Some, some also use rabbit. Anyway, it is a little animal, knows that it is not strong, so when the leopard or the tiger comes looking for lunch, the hyrax does not try to hold him off, you know, in a hand-to-hand or more appropriately paw-to-paw combat with, with the leopard. Instead, he knows his limitations and what he do. He has a system in place in escaping to the rocks. You have to know your limitations before you can live beyond them some people go to life without the slightest idea of what might be holding them back and then there are others who can hardly think about anything else their lives are so full of excuses because the limitations define them it's like they're saying I am what I don't have I am what I cannot do that's the real me I love what John Wooden the legendary basketball coach of UCLA the Bruins once said in his book don't let what you can't do prevent you from doing what you can do. Don't let what you cannot do prevent you from doing what you can do. Remember the Denver, the Denver Broncos, 2016? Uh, they won the Super Bowl. And they won it decisively, didn't they? They accomplished this with a beaten and a battered quarterback in Peyton Manning who simply no longer can throw the ball like he used to when he was playing for the Indianapolis Colts, right? So what did they do? Peyton and the coaching staff acknowledged the situation and they designed an offense to work around his limitations and they succeeded. The fact of the matter is that we have limitations. We all do. We need to acknowledge them, accept them, and then put an asterisk next to each one of them and say, yes, limitation, you exist, but you will not define me and you will not hold me back. I will create a work and keep, that keeps you in your place by God's help and by God's grace and then after you acknowledge that limitation then you identify your strengths what are your strengths? It's not always easy to do man just as there are those who as I mentioned earlier those who are blind to their weaknesses there there are many who are also blind to their strengths they can tell you everything wrong with them or everything wrong with their circumstances they just cannot identify anything right those that are here today, there's one thing you can do, right? For them, you can become something of a talent scout for them, okay? Point out the things that they do well. Oh, you're doing this well, right? And what they are good at. Now, without getting too far off the subject, I'll say right now that your kids and your spouse and your employees and your friends probably don't need any more input from you regarding what they don't do right. But I can assure you that they do need to hear from you what they are doing that is right or the thing that they do right or the thing that they are good at. Help others identify their strength. Now, if you have people in your life, for example, helping you do the same, that's great. If not, then you need to examine yourself and evaluate yourself and ask the Holy Spirit to reveal to you the areas where you are most gifted because that most likely is the area where God wants to use you. When we realize our limitations and handicaps, we then possess the ability for a real breakthrough. Whenever a new product is introduced into the marketplace, the guys in marketing, those in the advertising agencies, you know what they do? They try to identify the product's USP. You know what that is? Unique selling point. Right? What does this particular product have to offer that others don't have. What is so unique about this product? What is that one thing that is so different that makes this product a cut above all the other products in the market? Now, I remember a few of these, and you probably would too. Folgers coffee. It's mountain grown, right? Rich Colombian coffee. What about Ajax cleanser? It foams when you use it, so that you know it is working Ah, Avis Rent-A-Car remember that? Avis Rent-A-Car is always number two behind Hertz Rent-A-Car, right? And so what did they do? They said we are number two therefore we are going to try harder to please you. The Pepsi twist, what is that? Pepsi with a touch of lemon. Wow. Febreze cleans away order 45 days. All right. State Farm, ah, like a good neighbor State Farm is there, right? (laughs) Weight Watchers, ah, join for free and lose 10 pounds on us. Wow. Domino's unique selling point used to be that they could get your pizza delivered to your door in 30 or less minutes. They're no longer able to make that promise by the way because I guess of congestion and travel, but it worked well for them in early years. Every product that does well in the marketplace has a unique selling point. Now let me make something clear. You are not a product turn to somebody your spouse you're not a product okay please do that but you have a unique feature about you that sets you apart from everyone else so that God can use you in a way that is especially designed for you right we're all different with various strengths and various talents we're also different because of the limitations which we each one have none of us are limited in the exact same way. The issue before us is, will we learn from our limitations or use them as an excuse to not reach the potential that God has placed within us? See, you have qualities about you that make you unique. There are certain things about you that you can do better than anyone else. And this is the area where God is most likely to use you and so for this reason you need to be able to identify what you do well all right are you there in other words don't be like the one who believes he's got such a terrific singing voice but cannot carry a tune if his life depended on it and can't and understand why He's never been asked to sing a special solo in church, despite the many, many times he has approached the music director about, I want to sing, and she has gotten all kinds of reasons to not to let that particular person sing, right? because he, he just can't sing or carry a tune. Or the man who insists that he is a great Bible teacher and believes in all of his heart except those attending the home Bible study. You understand? The problem is when you, you, you lovingly and kindly and graciously tell this particular person he or she does not have what it takes to be a soloist or a Bible teacher, their feelings are hurt and pretty soon they drop out and go to another church where they are appreciated. Are you tracking with me? The hierarchs are little creatures of little power, and yet they make their home in the crags. In other words, in the mountainous rocks. An interesting about hyraxes, by the way, they have, a, they have padded feet that are prone to sweat and this give, gives them their, their paws a sort of a suction cup-like quality, making them sure-footed rock climbers, which works in their favor enabling them to quickly climb up the rocky crags when they need to escape from predators. The hyrax can scale a wall, for example, like the ri- lizard does, he has, he, has, he has gifted you, rather, or can't swarm the field like the locusts does, but these clammy paws enable it to make it its home in a craggy terrain or the craggy rocks or rocky terrain. God has given you in some sense, has gifted you in a way that is unique to you, and that is how he wants to use you. If you want to live beyond your limitations, you need to learn about to look beyond your limitations, to look at your strengths and then you need to look at your God-given gifts and God-given graces to your own particular USP and then you need to do everything that you can to make the most of it. The Apostle Paul wrote to Timothy in his second letter and he says, For this reason I remind you to fan the flame Fan into flame the gift of God. For this reason, I remind you to fan into flame the gift of God. Fan into flame. There's embers here. They need to be fanned until it becomes flame, right? That means that we need to nurture the gifts that God has given us so that we can use them to their full potential. And this is what Nick Vujicic did. He recognized at an early age that in spite of what he did not have, he did have strengths in the areas of leadership and communication and that's the direction he took for himself. And if you don't have a quick answer to the question what is your greatest strength or what is your USP, I challenge you to work on it this week. Think about it and then pray about it and then get input from others Let them tell you, you know, those that really are looking after you. And then make it a point to identify what you do well because because God will, in one way or another, use that particular giftedness in your life for His glory. Amen? This brings me then to the last step of the process. Decide to go where your gifts take you. In other words, play to your strengths get as much as you can out of what you do best. In other words, 1 Thessalonians 4, Paul says to the believers there, we instructed you to live in order to please God as in fact you are living. Now we ask you and urge you in the Lord to do this more and more. In other words, I want you to intensify your efforts in the thing that you do well. Do it more and more. And then, a few verses down, Paul says later, And in fact, you do love all the brothers throughout Macedonia, yet we urge you, brothers, to do so more and more. What is Paul saying? Paul is saying, play to your strengths. Do what you do well, and do it as well as you can. Don't spend your life trying to do something you're not. And if you are an ant, don't be like a badger. If you're a locust, don't try to be a lizard. Forget about your limitations and focus on your strengths. Now, do you know who really needs to learn how to do this? Churches do. Too many churches try to design their services and build their ministry around what is trending now, what is popular now, right? And they're trying to duplicate in a micro way what the well-known, well-financed mega churches are doing in a mega way. And they are doing this rather than focusing on who are we, what are our unique strengths, and how can we best serve this community where we are planted. Years ago, there was a leadership conference I attended in Hawaii. This was years ago. This was a gathering of pastors whose average size attendance congregation was around 80 or less. We were the only one in that conference at that time who was averaging about 200. And our guest speaker was pastoring this large mega congregation in the state of Arizona. And he was sharing with us about all that they are doing to reach the community how they put on a show that rivals Disney every fourth of July. How they have show biz type production during the holidays, Christmas, Thanksgiving, Labor Day, Memorial Day. And they have at least 50 buses that bus people from all over the place. And And I was so frustrated thinking, what has this to do with me and those that were present that day with our little congregations? I don't have thousands of dollars to spend no buses and not enough volunteers or staff to do these types of production. What I need to hear from you is give me some tools that my congregation without mega budgets can use to reach my community. Just because it's working at the Rock or Saddleback or in the Philippines does not automatically mean it will work here in this community. Hear me. Are you there? We've tried that, we've been there, done that. That's why we have flow, our own. We've done all the other stuff, the discipleship stuff that it didn't work for us. None of those work for us. I can do this because I'm retired. I'll leave it to Ken to, to pour the oil. But I think you know exactly what I'm talking about, right? to compare ourselves with them. They've got beautiful places of worship and what have you and and, and children's churches, you know. What is that about? This community needs us. That's not like be them. We can learn from them, yeah, but don't duplicate what they're doing. It doesn't work here. Nancy, am I right? Thank you. This is this is a mistake. We don't want to make this mistake, NLC. Let's not build, you know, our work on trying to imitate others while we apologize for not being this or not being that. Instead, let us focus on what we do well and let us do it well and do it with all of our might. You can clap. And this needs to be the focus of every church, every ministry, every business, every believer. Let's play to our strengths and go where our gifts will take us. What are your strengths? What do you do well? Find a place to be plugged with your skill set in the kingdom of God. And he will use you beyond your wildest expectations. It does not matter how old you are or how young you are, how inexperienced you are, how behind the times you are, or how broke you are, or how not so talented you are, or unlike all the really successful people you are, you have got strengths that God can use and that he will use when you engage yourself in serving him. So decide that your strategy from this day forward will be to play to your strengths and go where your God given gifts can take you. All right, let me conclude. I'm glad. I'm saying, I'm so happy it's concluding this. All right, I'm going to conclude right now. Jesus said, Whoever has will be given more and they will have an abundance whoever does not have him what they have will be taken from them. Matthew 13 12 now at first glance this statement may not seem fair but he's just pointing a truth about how the world works man and it applies to our message today it comes down to what we will focus our life on will the focus of your life be all about your limitations i.e. I can't do this because I don't have that I'm limited at every turn, and there is nothing I can do about it. I don't have what it takes because all I have to work with is, you know, is, all I have to work with is what was given to me by the master. Only one talent I wish the master gave me. Five or four or three, but one, what can I do with one? So I'll just take a shovel and bury this one talent I have in the ground. And said,, acknowledge the yeah, yeah, fact, you have got limitations, a lot, but every limitation has an asterisk spoke, because no limitation can hold you back. God has given me gifts that enable me to glorify God, and I will spend the rest of my life playing to my strength so that He can use me in a great way. And I want you to realize something as I close. You will never. Have to answer for what you do not have or did not receive. You only have to answer for what you do have or what has been given to you. And this is the paradox about our limitations and the so called handicaps that people like Nick Vujicic have overcome. On the one hand, they are real and cannot pretend that they don't exist. On the other hand, there's also a sense in which they are imaginary because the only limit they can put on your life are the limits you choose to accept. You will never have to answer for what you do not have or did not receive. You only answer for what you do have or have been given our limitations remind us of our need for God God loves to use limited people everyone that God ever used in the history of the world has been limited they have experienced failure and know what it means to feel useless and God used them And let us then make most of all that God has given us. Listen, folks, let us play to our strengths and see where our strengths and our giftedness would take us. Amen. Thank you for listening to audio from New Life Foursquare, located in Harbor City and Norwalk, California. Feel free to make copies of this audio to share with others, but please do not charge for those copies or change the content in any way without permission. For more information, you can visit us online at newlifefoursquare.org.